Welcome to Real Talk, episode 130. I'm Todd. This is AJ, and we're back. You've clicked on the greatest podcast in history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was awesome. So, <clears throat> if you're new to Real Talk, welcome. Hey, we're just two guys, three guys, actually, with our fun turn behind the camera who love to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. That's right. And the coolest part about this show slash podcast is you, too, can join the discussion by looking at this link that will appear on your screen. Or if you're in a podcast format, I will just say it. www.theremnant.life slash real, R-E-A-L, dash talk. So that's www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. You'll also see the link somewhere in the description of this podcast, I'm sure. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's the gist of it. So we're 100, 130 episodes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where we're at, man. That is I where this, we're at. I noticed a strange thing that I do. What you is notice it? this? So when I'm talking to our video people, the mm-hmm. people who are watching me right now, possibly, right. YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, etc., I look at the camera. When I'm talking to the podcast people, you I look literally look down as like, though they're not, clearly they're not here. They're like down there somewhere. <clears throat> no, like I'm not, there is no camera. There's no point in having it. Gotcha. So I'm like talking as though this is a full, just, just podcast with no video. <laughs> so I'm not sure the appropriate... Appropriate way to handle that. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's it. Nice. Uh, yeah, man, you're not really helping me here. You have to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had something ridiculous come to my head, and I was debating on whether or not to say it. Well, I'm glad we've gotten to the point where you'll at least debate it. But I'm going to say it anyway. So, when you think about what we do for this podcast, if you view it as a sandwich. You take God, he's, mm-hmm. he's one of the buns, mm-hmm. and you take life, that's the bottom bun, mm-hmm. and we discuss it, everything in between, that is the meat in the middle. That is what we do. I see. That's fair. Philosophy. Question for you about, about a sandwich. What's the part of the sandwich that is the most important? <laughs> the bun, I guess. That's a complete lie. You don't believe that. <laughs> Actually, you might. You like bread. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So there's a big right difference folks. between using bread as a, for the for the sandwich and like an actual bun. There's a big difference for me. So that, that might actually be true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then my point doesn't make any sense. Anyway, yeah. you heard it, folks. We just talk about the sandwich of life. Uh, yes. So uh, that's the gist. We do have a lot of questions today. So thank you to the crew out there who is joining us and mm-hmm. in the world of the internet where you are giving us some great topics and questions i know you guys had a few topics as well from the world the news that is occurring as we speak Mm -hmm. so we can dive into that too Uh, i have found i think as you have that people just love when we dive into this stuff it's true they don't really care about anything going on in our lives (laughs) that's best the one thing i will tell you and i feel like every other week we're telling them about a physical ailment we have you know, my back. This is our, this is life but for us. Right before we came on, I was discussing, I don't know if you guys out there that are watching ever feel this way. Do you ever feel that strange feeling where you're like in a haze or a dream world or kind of like a cloud? Yeah, man. It's a, it's <clears> a, a weird tell, feeling. Two weeks ago, I noticed I went through, our, well, you probably did this, noticed this when you're editing, and I noticed that I coughed about a thousand times during it, mm. which I apologized to you guys for two episodes ago, maybe last, I don't know. It's, it's high allergy season here in the old is, land of Indiana. Midwest um, Hills. To this day, 
Did you say hills? Mm-hmm. There's no hills There's, here. I'm just yeah, kidding. It's completely, it's completely flat. flat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, uh, I think that's what it is. Typically, and I kind of forgot. I don't know if you remember me telling you this. Typically around September, once in the spring and once in September, I get horrible. I didn't think allergies were real growing up. My family was kind of like, yeah, hey, what are you talking about? There's nothing Yeah, what's an allergy, allergy. pill? Yeah. Yeah. Blow your nose. Uh, that's all we can do for you. I'm <laughs> just kidding, Mom. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I remember finding out as a young adult that I would get sick twice a year. And I remember the first time that a doctor goes, hey, did you take an allergy pill? And I'm like, I don't have allergies. And he goes, yeah, you yeah, do. You do. <laughs> uh, so... That's what's happening. And now, actually, as we're talking, because I'm like, man, what if it's dehydration? It's got to be the, the allergy thing because as you, I, as I'm speaking to you, I'm coughing because of the things that feel like they're flowing down the my phlegm. throat. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just taken that allergy pill, foolish of me, what, an hour ago? Mm. Um, so why did I tell that entire story? In case I do something weird, forget my place, I do feel... It's that feeling of not being able to think clearly. I, it's a, yeah, man, that's a rough feeling. It's I, terrible. I don't man. like it. Terrible. So I guess that's my uh, preface ahead of time. Speaking of physical ailments, yeah, I also kind of have one where my my mouth is so dry, <laughs> like my lips. But the thing is, is they they're don't chapped. feel chapped. chapped. Oh, they're not. No, like there's, it's not painful, really. Let me ask you a question. You do that a lot. Do you think it's possible you're irritating your lips from your beard and mustache because you're constantly stabbing it by Maybe. doing weird things with your beard and mustache? And it's a, that's a, it's like very you, possible. This right here, if I didn't... I do that on my lips, man. That hurts. And I don't even have a full beard like you. Huh. I'm just maybe. saying maybe. Yeah, because it it's, be. it's so dry. Because it, it may, maybe it's not dry, man. Maybe it's irritation. Mm. Gotcha. Especially if you say it doesn't feel chapped. Yeah, not not really. But I'm also, what's weird though is I also wouldn't, I don't, my lips don't get chapped very often. So I also don't really like know. You wouldn't know if it's right. chapped. Exactly. Wouldn't the, really know. Does the chapstick help when you put it on? Uh, only for a very short minute. Like, it doesn't really... Mm. Like, I can feel it, like, smooth it out for a minute, but See, that then... that makes me think it's irritation. And mm. as a, you know, professional, uh, <laughs> that's got to be what it is. It's, I don't know. Do you think you... Met, like, do you catch yourself doing this a lot? Or, like, stabbing your lip or uh, your beard, mustache, whatever? I, I... Subconsciously, I probably do do it a lot. I, I don't know. I know you mess with your beard all the time. Mm-hmm. P.S. Nice haircut and beard. Well, I don't thank think you. you were on the show. I think last week you looked like a... Caveman again. I did. Now you're back. I forgot. Yeah, that's right. <coughs> so, yeah. Because we, we played it downstairs on Sunday, and I saw that. Went, that was like a couple days ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's weird, person. man. So, I want to ask about life since we're here, and I know no one's interested, but let's let's dive in. Sure. Because I literally haven't asked you this. So, last week, you experienced, I believe, for the first time, because I brought this up to you as an option, because you, listen, long story short, we had a big event. Yes, we did. We have a grand opening at our church that sponsors the show. It was our morning. We moved to the mornings. So that's that's a right. long story. But we were you were in a Nick Nick, you were in a quick and you had a wedding. You're in a quick need. I mean he was a DJ in one. You were mm-hmm. in a quick need for a grooming visit yeah. overall. And I said, Hey man, you know that the hair place does beard trimming. That's right. Right. And you were like, Yeah, I don't know. And I was like, That's fair. I don't know if I would either. But you did get it done there, right? I did, yes. And how was that experience with the beard being trimmed? It was fast and it, and it worked. Okay. So I guess it was good. Faster than when you do it yourself? Oh, yeah. Do you think it was the quality of the clippers or was it the skill of the person? Probably both. <laughs> yeah. Because I tell people it actually is way easier to clean shave than it is to even trim your beard sometimes, I think. I would agree with that. 
Yeah. Especially because if you care enough to do it right, being my oh, well, that's I didn't do it right. I was about to say yeah, you did. You do that. You did like it clean times. shave. No, no, no. Sorry. Oh, I gotcha. Meant, I meant trimming the beard. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say clean I shaving is right. <laughs> clean shaving. When I was when I would do it every once in a while when I was like seventeen or eighteen, like I would not use shaving cream. I would just wet my razor and just go to yeah, town. Yeah, man, that's crazy to me. And I have very sensitive skin, and you never broke out or anything. Hardly ever. Wow. Hardly ever. Do you I would. still? Is that what you do still? I I don't I don't remember the last time I clean shaven. Well, I mean, we'll clean your neck and stuff. We just use. I just trimmer. I just use the trimmer. I just gotcha. take the guard off. Gotcha. Just, which sense. is what the lady did too. The trimmer. She just used oh, the, to do the neck. Yep. She, she just probably saw that's what you do though, right? I would guess so. Because it was it was uh, shorter than the rest. <laughs> yep. It was funny because she asked me. She was like, "Do you want all that like neck there still?" I was like, "Nah, you can, you can get rid of that." Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I've never had the reason I asked this. Okay. So quick story. You know the extras that you get when you get your hair cut at, like, certain places? Mm-hmm. Um, I've never done the beard trim. Yeah. For some reason, it seems intimate to me. <laughs> like you're close to my face. All right. <coughs> so, I, uh, I feel I feel uncomfortable a little bit. So, did I, I went to a place in Fort Wayne. So, the lady that used to cut my hair at my local place of hair cutting, okay? No free ads, as production guy says. So... When I used to, the lady that used to, she ended up moving to a place in Fort Wayne, right? He's still stuck in the intimate thing. Yeah. Uh, podcast, folks, he's trying not to spit his drink out. So, I'm good. So anyway, the point of being intimate is like it's a little uncomfortable for me. Yeah. It, but I just want to see, maybe I'll do it sometime because you said. It's good. Yeah. And honestly, that would save me a lot that week if I had them do it. It would save you um, a lot. You're right. Do you think you have the capability to do my length? I think so. Yeah. Todd, someone out there is like, Todd, what are you talking about? If you can, a professional can. That's fair. <laughs> anyway, so I had this, this moment. I don't know if you guys have ever been. Have you ever been to like a full-service men's hair place? I don't think I have been to like a full. Well, I, <laughs> I guess like a barbershop. Would you consider it a barbershop? Because I have no, been to a barbershop. I will say this. I don't, I've never been to a barbershop. Mm-hmm. I believe that it would probably be a mixture of a barbershop and a salon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying the place's name, but there's a couple different brands, like chain places. Okay. So the person, the lady that was cutting my hair ended up moving and getting this, taking this new job in Fort Wayne. And she said, hey, it'd really help me if you came. <clears throat> oh, that's what it was. So this place was like testing her out. So gotcha. they had her work part like temporarily for a couple weeks and they wanted to see how customers related. So she's like, hey, would you come up here? You're a regular of mine. Let me cut your hair up here because, you know, I'm one that's probably going to be like, it's good. Right. So I go up there, and I did. It's nice of her. And I go up there to get a haircut, and I'm sitting there to get to get the haircut. Now, I can't remember the order things went here. Okay. I do believe first it was a normal, we were having a normal moment, okay? We're, we're beginning a haircut. This yeah. place is very fancy. There's like a little booze. There's people around. And as, so she's cutting my hair. And, okay. and that went fine. And so then I'm sitting there thinking, well, we're done. Right? I mean, I'm right. here for a haircut. Keep in mind, I didn't get the option here. This just started happening. <laughs> and then immediately, I'm beginning to be massaged with a massage gun on my neck and my shoulders. I'm not exaggerating. So I, I didn't know this was coming. So I'm just kind of looking, you know, waiting. Because yeah. she walked from me. I'm like, she's probably going to get the brush. And I'm going, you know, that, that felt strange to me. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, because she came from a place that was not like this, I could tell she was feeling a little uncomfortable. With oh, I bet. We're not done. So she does this for a while, and she says, hey, uh, okay, I've got to, because remember, she's trying out, so she's got to do the full thing. And because I came and she gave me a card, I got to get, like, the highest level treatment here. For, for like, a lower price, right? Yeah, for a little bit lower price. Right. So here's the thing. The, the massage thing, that's apparently the basic plan. 
You're, okay. So if you go to one of these places, just understand, you're getting a massage. <laughs> uh, you're getting a 10-minute, probably five-minute, actually wasn't that, little, like, you know, those massage guns with the little yeah. knobs. Mm-hmm. So that was okay. Couldn't really relax because it was unexpected. <laughs> so then I'm thinking, she's like, hey, come back here. So, so I go, and I'm going towards this bowl, and I'm going... I'm about to get rinsed, which is awesome. That yeah, alone, yeah, the hair thing. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times they'll charge you nowadays places to do that if you go to like a chain. So I'm going. Right. This is cool. I have a lot, you know, a lot of hair. It's all over me. This will be great. I don't take, you know, wash my hair when I get home. So I sit down. <clears throat> she does indeed wash my hair. Okay. And I'm kind of chilling, and all of a sudden, I am being smothered. I think <laughs> because. There is a warm towel that is being coiled on my face, yeah. like a uh, like a like a snake. You know how they like cool. That is put on my face, and so I, I you know me, I'm flinchy when it comes to people touching me. Yeah, so I'm like, again, not a, I had no warning this was coming. So, so then it's like, hey, just relax, enjoy this moment. You know, that's, yeah. what, I, that's what I was told. Now you can tell she's uncomfortable, probably doing a script. By the way, I, if in case she ever sees, I. I like her a lot. She's a cool lady. Um, she's not the one that cuts my hair anymore because she doesn't do it. But so it's on my face. Okay. And she's like, just relax. And so that all felt uncomfortable too. Because remember, we just had a normal <laughs> hair relationship before this. Right. And then as I'm there, I get propped up a little. So I'm going from lane to kind of up, up a little. And okay. all of a sudden I'm like, okay, this is weird. But honestly, kind of nice, this warm thing. I don't like heat, as you know, but I was accepting it. Kind of walks away, like because they leave you to relax for like five. I think she did say it's like enjoy, you know, five minutes or something. I'm like okay, okay. So again, more than I am anticipating. Then, she, then I hear, I feel as I'm being massaged again, while the towel is on my, on my face. Okay. This is a this, this is an avalanche like a, this of like sensations. Tra- this sounds like a traumatic experience. It, well, I mean, let's all be honest. As we all know, I'm not. I'm certainly not normal with touch anyway <laughs> so but uh anyway that's the gist of it i go out I, I get you know and there were other people like there's a fair amount of people guys and this is aimed toward men mm-hmm. this place. so they are taken in so people are clearly paying for this stuff so you know i go out a pair whatever my skin did feel nice which was cool was it like, she, a, was it like ex- exfoliating your skin or something yeah i think it's interesting um because they do the shave too and i think they yeah. were shaved after that but mm. they do that regardless Interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, I left. And the whole point of this story is to tell you it was very interesting if you ever go to these places. And secondly, I wouldn't pay for that. And it's not because it's not necessarily like it was bad. Right. It's just essentially you're getting like a couple of minutes with a gun, right? And you're getting a, f- a face thing for like 10 bucks more. Right. And so it's just interesting. So, guys, I don't know. I don't know if it's just some guys like the act of being served in that way, meaning like, hey, I can just – be taken care of for a minute. Right, yeah, um, that. But if you've never been to one, yeah. That's definitely a different kind of experience mm-hmm. from what I was thinking. Yeah, definitely. oh, yeah. Because, like. You thought I meant just, like, a rinse and a nice beard trim. Right, or, like. I a, think I got that offer. Like, I've had, like, a straight-edge razor, like, yeah. like do, like, cut my, my beard before, like, that kind of stuff. You get a good uh, shave with those. I have I have two. That's pretty wild. The only reason I never use it, typically, I have used it, is that you can't speed cut with that. Yeah, it's... You will cut yourself. Exactly. It's very, very And as you guys know, my life is a constant treadmill. Go, go, go. Yep. So that was interesting, man. Um, Which leads me to... There's a lot of experience I've had recently getting my hair cut. Have you ever (laughs) had your eyebrows trimmed? Um, I've... Oh, have I? I? I don't remember if I've had them trimmed. I've had them, like, not waxed, but, like, you put something on them, and then, like... 
how does it work? I don't remember. I think it's like I've had people like pull them like like clippers, like pull like certain oh, yeah. like long ones and stuff. Well, what was the thing you just said was put on your face though? I, it was it part of like it. you were waxed. It, maybe maybe I was. I don't Who remember. Who did that? A uh, long time ago, I had a girlfriend do it one gotcha, time. Gotcha, gotcha. I've, yep. I've had that. I'm not talking about this. Yeah. So this was cool. The last, I, my, <laughs> this new place, we've lost everyone by now, but I, find, <laughs> but I find this intriguing. I'm curious if any of you had this done. So the last two times ago, I got my hair cut. I try mm-hmm. to get it, clearly I'm due right now, pretty close. Every two weeks, I try it ish. Because I, I have hair that grows fast. The luscious curls have returned. Well, I never thought they were curly. Um, <laughs> weird voice. We once again lost 10 more people. Um... So after I'm done, and I really like the lady that cuts my hair. She does an awesome job. Love to give her free publicity, but she she does a great job. Mm-hmm. She goes, hey, do you want your eyebrows trimmed? And I literally, she's never done this. And I go, huh? Like, <laughs> I was like, sure. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know what they did. And even though I'm terrified, because I'm thinking like, I don't know what that means. So what they do is they comb it. They take a yes. comb and then they do this. So, and honestly, man, it was awesome. And I feel like it greatly improved my look. Yes. And here's the thing. They still, because apparently those grow slower than your hair, they've still not come back. And this has been like a month and a half. Yeah, dude. Because, I, I mean, I've, if you're seeing me on camera, I think eyebrows. Don't, now you're never going to look away from them. But, yeah. <laughs> so, you see, you don't have, it's weird, man. People mine, are like, mine brothers. Are you look like yours have been trimmed. Really? That's the crazy thing. Yeah, it's been a long, 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 long time. Anyway, it was, it was, that was a nice experience. So, men out there, I didn't even know that my, that that could happen. It was nice. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I am reflecting. I think you're right. I think it was some sort of waxing, but it was towards the end because mm-hmm. these can kind of start getting like like out yep, farther than they should. Yeah. Yep. And so I think they put them here and like took them off there. But yeah, because mine, mine have gotten to a point at least where I can get them to a point where they look weird because you can like kind of like comb them in the opposite direction. And they can look a little like yeah weird. Well, now that you, I've nah, see, now I know why she asked me. Because I'm looking at you, and you're like, yeah, mine are getting there. Clearly, mine have always been heavier than that. Mm. So I probably looked like a raging cave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you just remind me of something else, though. Yeah, we got to move on. I get it. Uh, hey, this hair. is life and everything in between. Yeah. This is the in-between. Yeah. <laughs> or is it the life? Um, man, you just yeah, remind I me. So. Oh, I did have mine tweezed before by a, uh, by yes. a girlfriend. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. If you've ever, guys out there, first of all, don't be afraid of it. Also a thing like, uh, <laughs> this reminds me of another traumatic story from my, my high school days. <laughs> from, a, from a youth pastor, believe it or not. Okay. So anyway, uh, but I'm not going to talk about that. What was I saying? I've lost everything. Tweezers. Yeah. So that's an interesting experience. Men, go ahead and let your ladies They asked to do that. I didn't trust them either, but it was nice because it doesn't really touch here. See, I didn't realize that. They get all these extra ones. Yes. And it was funny, man, because it does hurt a little, but it's like a, like almost like a, like a pain you kind of enjoy, which sounds a little weird. It's like a tattoo. Maybe. I've never had one, but sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would do that a lot probably if I had people to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and well, what's crazy is you don't realize how like... How much it changes. Yeah, like your, your look. Face. Absolutely. Just even that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. I was trying to think. Hygiene. Yep. Do it. <laughs> oh, there was another thing I was just thinking of, too. You just reminded me of something, man. This is just going down a rabbit hole. One thing yeah, after the other. Yeah, this show is. Oh, my god. We have a lot of great questions, guys. So if you've already lost, stick with us. Mm-hmm. Questions about that actually matter. About <laughs> God, life. <laughs> ah, I don't remember. No, man, I wasn't stopping you. I was just letting this crowd know. At this point, we're already here. Yeah. Dang it, man. What was it? I feel like, was it was it having to do with the eyebrows still? So, let me tell you the first time as you're thinking. 
to buy some time uh-huh. that I ever was told as a young, non-confident man. So my junior, senior year, this church that I went to, I told, if anyone doesn't know, I didn't become a Christian until I was a junior in high school. Anyway, so I, I don't even think I was, I might have been become a Christian. This may explain to you why I didn't go to church for often, like still. I mean, it's not the only reason. This is a lame excuse, but as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm saved. I love Jesus. I'm reading the New Testament. I'm not involved in church. My buddies went to the big church in our town, huge church. Okay. I told you about this church, bigger than any. So um, I went there. It was pretty cool. They did this chapel before our varsity games, and they would invite as many people to come. I thought that was pretty cool. It is cool. The only problem, I, there was some. Anyway, so I go there, and I'm not really, like, accepted or in too much because I wasn't by this pastor guy because I wasn't a believer. I mean, I was, but I, I didn't. These guys went there. That's right. Which is cool. Like, I get that. But afterwards, out of nowhere, and he's like a big lineman guy. He used to play football, too. It's not like we're talking like this guy's a Don Juan or this handsome guy, mm-hmm. thinking back on it. So remember, I, me and this guy barely ever talk. I've never met him. He's just this is a pastor guy. So I'm like trying to bond him. Like, yeah, yeah, I like girls, too, or something, because he wasn't married either. He was right. Like some, you know, big, giant, burly guy with a beard. And he goes, yeah, man, out of nowhere. He's kind of talking. He looks over. Yeah, you'd, get a, you'd probably get a lot of girlfriends if it wasn't for that unibrow. And then he just went back to his talk. <laughs> That's a true story. I can tell you guys name right now. So up until that point, I never even knew. Like, I, I don't even know if I knew really what a unibrow was in the sense, right? Uh-huh. Like, which tells you, like, um, so, yeah, that that wasn't good. Wasn't, Dang, dude. I remember going home what and he would be like, I, weird insult. Thank said you. Nowhere. Well, why would, you invited this team yeah. to your outreach event. And then that's what you say to him when he's trying to be like, like, relate well, what to What a you. weird thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. What a weird thing. To this day, when I run across this guy, um, I don't know, I can get deep. I always felt like this guy didn't like me even then because, which is, now we are getting, kind of getting real. I always go out of my way to make sure, I think sometimes people that have been churched their whole life don't realize what they do to people who haven't and how mm. what they say can affect how that person views their place within the, the church. There's an impact there. Yeah, I mean, yeah especially man. when they first come saved and they're young because they already feel like they don't understand the lingo, right? We talked about this in the service Sunday. They don't, like, they're in a different world. And That's then right. you have someone do something like that, and it really goes... Yeah, man, it can rock you. To this day, it kind of hurts, man. Because Absolutely. it isn't about the unibrow, right? It's this sense of this guy has never... He really didn't. So I remember, I don't think I went back, clearly. It makes sense. Yeah. He wasn't joking either. He didn't laugh. So, that was what was so weird about it. He said it and then went right back to talking to these other my yep, buddies. Didn't even like come back but hit me. I was just so kidding, like Roop, Swy, Scott was there, Greenlee. You know who you are if you're hearing this. If any of you guys um, were watching this, you know you probably know who I'm talking about. Who this guy mm-hmm. was? Man, that's that's isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And hey, man, that guy's like, hey, I still the, this guy still doing stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's in some kind of ministry. But to this day, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little jaded towards him. Dude, it makes sense, man. Because like you're right. I don't think a lot of people are aware of like the 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 careless words. Yes, like how much that can affect somebody. Because even like for me, I had a similar experience when I went to a youth group one time when I was like 15. It's before I knew anything about God, and for some reason, this dude, first time I've ever been there, decided in the middle of a giant group to to call on me to answer something, and I was like, bro, why? And why he? That's embarrassing. Like I don't know. Do you remember what you said? I don't think I was like. I don't know. Like I looked, or, like I looked yeah. at like my friend or something because I was like, I- so so you guys understand the situation. This guy is like me. He wasn't a Christian. He no. just went because he got invited. That's right. And he literally gets singled out to answer a question, probably about the Bible or something. It, I think it was. Yeah. And I was like, 
what what is the Bible? Like, yeah, it's like what do you like? What do you want from me right now? Like, yeah, yeah. dude. And I don't think I, I don't think I did go yeah. back. I was I like, that's it. that was embarrassing, man. I it, like, man. I don't know. Like, now and you know the thing is, like, it's so that, uncomfortable. It makes you wonder. Did that guy probably like? He probably had good intentions. You would hope. You would, but he yeah. was inconsiderate. And he probably wasn't thinking exactly. And like, I don't know. We were just talking about that. The only danger of being, you know. So you and I briefly were talking to uh, one of our friends, Andy, yeah, uh, pastor at our church, um, about life, and I and I told him, and I think about this, like when I used to play ball and stuff, and I would talk to. We were kind of talking about like he works in like kind of construction stuff, and we we're talking yeah. about how it's we it's it's a tough place to be when you're in those environments because on the one hand. What does being all things to all people look like? That's right. Your call you know, doesn't change, but what, does it does it look it, different? It doesn't look different. So, for instance, they talk a certain way. You know, they're rough, and maybe they're harsh, and that's their language. And is that wrong? And we were kind of mm-hmm. just talking about, you know, well, you got to be obedient to the spirit. That's right. Um, stuff like that. So, it led me to say, and I've thought this before, because I don't ever want to be the, the these two guys you and I were talking about, mm. whether they intended to or not. My the guy. See, I'm being nice. I think the guy that did that to me is kind of a jerk. I think he yeah. sort of picks out people he wants, if I'm honest to this day. But do I think he loves Jesus? I think so. So um, but so it's maybe different than yours. But either way, I had this thought of like, man, when I used to hang out with those guys, like these rough guys, when I played football, especially ball, like I played, you know, for a long time, past high school and stuff. Right. You know, it led to some really cool moments that I didn't even realize back then. Like, I used to stay two hours after practice ended to talk to guys. Like, we'd end up talking That's about really life. That's really cool, man. You know, and it wouldn't always be about Jesus, but you get to talk about kingdom values and ask Yeah, them. man. Um, but it made me go, sometimes I have sat, and I don't even know if I told you. That might have been the first time you've heard me say that. There have been times I've sat and gone, man, like, was that doing it more real, doing, like, kingdom work, Christianity, living it out, the, the than even what I do when I'm working in a church? And right. my whole point to that is, like, man, it's a weird place to not get in that culture where you don't think about stuff like that, where a, where a new person comes in and you don't even think to treat them different. Do you know what I'm saying a little I bit? I got you. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you're kind of within, you get, you're in the culture, yeah. you're in so it. So you kind of forget even But when you're outside like. of it and you're out there, mm-hmm. you see the difference. Yeah, when you're in it more, when you're rubbing shoulders with guys, mm-hmm. you know, that are, anyway. It kind of makes me think, I guess, about the idea of, you know, as you go. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So if, if most of your time is in church, that's right. not bad. We're not clearly you should be in church. In Absolutely. Uh, I think that's why it's important. I like that you said that, actually. Mm-hmm. You just made me think of something completely different than I was going to say. As you go. Yeah. Right. You know, because what he's referring to is in the Great Commission, that can be tra- where it says go and make disciples of all nations. It really can be translated. It doesn't change the meaning much, but as you go, meaning kind of life, wherever you go, what you're doing, make disciples. What does that look like? It really shows you. The reason I like that is it really shows you that it's a life. It's not yes. a two-week mission trip or one week. Those aren't bad necessarily, but it should be every day, all day. That's right, you know, man. You're, you're, it's life, not a vacation. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's good. So, yeah, you know, keeping that in mind, and you don't want to get to the place where you get content to be yes. with it, even though you have that right, right? I mean, you have the right to... Just enjoy the party if you want, but you'd only be you wouldn't be doing your job in a way. I agree. Party being living you know, it's, that's deep. Probably more deep than we have time for, but <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, man. It's it's an odd it's an odd balance, you know, because 
people often swing between the two extremes of like, I'm content, I'm just going to sit here, or or nothing is ever good enough, so it makes me either push all the more or just quit. Mm-hmm. And I think that contentment lies within the freedom that Christ gives you, but you must take that take that contentment and not let it stop you from looking for more, pushing for more. Yeah, I kind of look at it. That's a good way. You just made me think of an analogy. Okay, so if we're prisoners of this, and we're not of this prison, mm-hmm. and we find the way out legally, even right, we're freed. Our punishment's paid. The person pays our debt. Right. Um, Christ, right, in this case. And anybody has access to this person to, to get the keys to getting out of the prison. Right. So it's the example of like, listen, you got to use that freedom you have. Yes, you can live and enjoy the sun and half the time with friends, but wouldn't you want to go back and free your friends? Right. And what you're saying there. kind of is like, yeah, using that freedom in Christ, don't just go home and party and forget about your friends in the prison, but making sure that you're making an effort to free those mm-hmm. people in the prison still. To, That's to right, use man. that freedom for a purpose too. Yes. Yeah, because even in the in between of those, you know, mm. like when you're going and trying to free those friends, you know, you can take that time, mm. that freedom to enjoy. I think that's where the, yeah, the contentment comes right. from, right? Like, I don't think contentment is necessarily meant to just be lived in as a constant state. I think contentment comes in the in between of like when you're doing stuff. It's good. Like it keeps you refreshed to keep yeah, doing man. That stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we went down the hole. It was Alice fun. in Wonderland. That makes me think of another conversation. Wasn't planning on. What's ever, the question? That's what's, a what's strange it? tale, Alice in Wonderland. You know what? Anyway, we, <laughs> this is gone. This is going to the round table level podcast that we never released, and we're told you can't release this under the church's name. Yeah. Uh, we filmed two episodes, and both were like, "No, you you guys can't release this." Anyway, Alice in Wonderland. Another time. Let's get these questions going, man. I think okay. you're up first. All right. So, first question of the day. Is what does Ephesians four eight? I'm sorry, four eight to ten mean? Is it just saying that Jesus came from heaven and is going to ascend back there? Guys, I want you to understand. This shows you that we we don't try to get a perfect answer for you. All right, because uh, <laughs> what? Go ahead. What? We're we're about to say because we haven't even looked it up yet. I mean, we saw it when the question came in. I meant to pull it up and have it ready for us. Uh-huh. But clearly, I didn't. So it's for what? Uh, it's Ephesians four eight to ten. Eight to ten. Um, uh, okay, so I'm going to start at 7. Sure. Uh, now, grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of the Messiah's gift. Messiah's Jesus. For it says, when he ascended on high, he took prisoners into captivity. He gave gifts to people. But what does he ascended mean except that he descended to the lower parts of the earth? Um, the one who descended is the same as descended as the one who ascended far above all the heavens that, that he might fill all things. Mm. Um, yeah. Sounds very philosophical. Like um, a lot of almost like symbolism between like Yeah, so th- that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm I'm reading. Yeah. Cause the because qu- the question um, specifically I, I actually th- Yeah, sorry. Is it ahead. just saying is it they're asking, is it just that is it saying that Jesus came from heaven and is going to ascend back there? Kinda. I think you're I think you're half right. So um, the point of this section and there's some people who think that backs up the theory that when, you know, Jesus went to hell and literally, right, and blah, blah, blah. Honestly, most of the time when you think ascended on high and, and ascended means that he descended, what it's essentially meaning is like um, when earth is 
earth is the opposite of heaven in this in this moment, right? right. He came from from God, right? Kind of the circles back to he is that Christ is God too. Remember, that's a huge part of Christianity that he is not just this prophet, even that he is God made flesh. So that's right. what he's what Paul is saying here is like, listen. For it says about the sire, he ascended on high, took prisoner, he gave gifts to people. So he came from here to earth to give us a gift, what the gift of salvation, but also, as it talks here, spiritual gifts. He personally gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, etc. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, and instead of receiving gifts as he should have been the king from us, it's incredible that he gives gifts to us. Mm. Isn't that so wild? good, man. Does that make sense? Yeah, I want to make so sure good. that is what that section means. So again, you know, for those of you who don't know the section, I mean, if I were actually studying this and reading with you, I would mm -hmm. go all the way back to the, at least the beginning of this chapter. Um, you know, because in verse one it says, "I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received." Essentially, with all humility and gentleness, he says, with patience, accepting one another. I love one of my favorite chapters, by the way. In um, love, diligently keeping the unity of the with the peace that binds. You can see here as mm. I marked it, it's one of my favorites. Nice. And then he says, so essentially Paul's saying, hey, you need to live like worthy of what's happened to you. You were no longer this, you were a saint, right? That's so good. And then he goes on, there's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one faith at your calling, um, you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who's above all and through all. Essentially that idea that Paul says throughout the New Testament that we are connected we need to stay united because we are the body of Christ. We are connected through the Holy Spirit. We are the same people. As much as, like, you compare it to families. That's why That's it's right. brothers. We are family. Mm. And then he says, now grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of the Messiah's gift. So, you're a body, but to each one of you has been given a specific gift. And that's what that section means, is he's saying, from God himself came down and gave us these gifts. Mm -hmm. Why? He gave them for the what? Verse 12, if you go on, he says, apostles, this. For the training of the saints and the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith. Mm. So long story short, in that section, he's reminding us, like, your gifts that you have are from God to you to benefit your brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Makes That's sense? That's really cool, man. Yeah. So people, people aren't getting puffed up, right? You're right. not, oh, it's me, I'm this. No, any gift you have is not to serve you, but to serve and love mm -hmm. others within the body. I really like how you broke that down contextually because even just given those two verses in themselves, I can see why people might ask, like, what does this mean? Yeah, yeah. So I like that you broke it down contextually. Yeah, one thing, a lot of times we say, you know, how do you understand the Bible and read it? One of the big clues, guys, is like out there, um, make sure that you're reading. Con context means knowing who the author was writing to what they were writing about mm -hmm. specifically, because remember, Paul in this case was writing to specific people in Ephesus, but also what we learn about them, right? So it's kind of, I mean, we learn, what can we learn? What does God want us to learn from that? Right. That teaching. Because there's a lot in there, right? That all applies to all of us today. Yes, it does. The idea of being a body and the idea of like we're equal and we need to seek unity and love each other and all those kinds of things. Yep. Um, but if you just take one part out, right? So let's say I took this. Um, the one who descended is the same as the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. If you just knew that, didn't read any of the rest of it, what are you first going to ask? The one, it's capitalized, who descended is the same as the one who ascended far above all the heavens. I, was, I mean, that could mean anything, right? right if I, I pulled like, that out and I came to you and you're just learning about Christ and I said, notice this, there are two ones. I don't give you any context. I say, I am the one who ascended. 
Jesus was the one who descended, and I am like him. And I, right. I came from below. You're making and yourself met Christ. In the I just made a cult yep, right there, yep, right? Yep, yep, you made yourself You Christ. wouldn't know that, though. That's if you've never though. read the Bible, mm-hmm. I take one verse, and now I've made you believe something. So it's really important that when you read, by the way, great question. Clearly, this person was doing that. Yep. Because that's why they only gave us two verses, because they're studying it, and they're like, hey, I just want to connect this with the rest of it. Because he, they even had, they pretty much had the meaning, right? They said, yeah. um, you know, and yes, that he went back. That part's why I said you're half right. Absolutely. God came down in the form of man, and when he, after the resurrection, he reascended. Mm. And Paul's just saying, you were given gifts for a purpose. Rambling. Bible's cool, man. It is cool. Moving on. You should read it. For real. (laughs) Number two. All right. I have one. Oh, this is an interesting one for all of us. I think we'll pull fun turn in this one on this as well. Nice. It's just an opinion one here. Okay. Do you think, do, sorry, do you guys think bikinis are immodest? Interesting. We've been getting modesty questions lately, which I find mm. intriguing. So do you think bikinis are immodest? It's funny, man. This, this, is, this is a good question. Um, oh, man. This could get very subjective very fast. So this is, this is where I, uh, you're messing with me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which um, is why this is a great question. This mm-hmm. is a very real question. Yes, it is. Because, see, part of me, when I think about myself, I go, well, my initial answer immediately is, well, yes, of course. Like you're revealing parts of your body that that you know that can make people struggle with lustful thoughts or whatnot. But then I also know that I've also been given the situation where, you know, I know that women can sometimes feel the same way about men just taking their shirts off. So if I'm at a beach and I'm in a swimsuit and I just take my shirt off because hey, like why would I want to get my shirt wet? I'm just taking my shirt off here and I'm just in my swim trunks. That can affect women too, just as much as them wearing a bikini. Which we just learned within the last two years, because even me as a grown man, we're playing basketball. Yes. It was really cool. We had some ladies who were honest later and said, hey, some of the ladies were chilling and watching us play. And, like, they, some of them were sensitive enough, which is actually kind of cool that they've been protected or something, maybe to a degree. But Mm -hmm. that was causing them to have issues. And, like, we look at our bodies like we are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody would want to... um, but anyway, so I, I think that's a good point. So there. I never even thought of that. It leaves me in this weird place, man, because part of me wants to go, yeah. But I also know, like, so then what, I guess what is the, so, okay, I'm, I'm, okay, let me back up. Yes, I think it is immodest, but my solution, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know, because what am I supposed to do? Because when I, in this situation, when I think I'm, like, I try to apply it to, like, what am I supposed to do to help others not feel this way? I don't know. Do I just wear a shirt, I guess? But, like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, you have any thoughts, Fun Turn? Is your mic on? It is now. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, my first thought definitely is yes, it is immodest, and I know that people may get frustrated and things like that. But there are other swimsuit options. Uh, so there are ways to do it. I've seen women do it where they cover up more or they make it so it's not as as revealing a, revealing as what a bikini actually is because that's what it is at the end of the day it is revealing and i and i get it like guys taking off their shirts and things like that like it can be a struggle too and i, I understand that but in my in, on my first thought it is definitely it is immodest and then also here's another thing why are you wearing it check yourself before you wreck yourself 
Right. That's another I, thing. So, I, like, are you thinking, it. are you thinking, like, ooh, I'm wearing this bikini because people going to think I'm sexy or, like, I, I'm looking good in this or, like, mm-hmm. things like that? Are you thinking that? Because... Yeah, but, right or is it just a regular part of society? That's a weird thing that I also think about. Well, like, do you, go ahead. I don't know. Like, because that's a good point. Like, that's a good point of, of people thinking, like, oh, I'm going to look good in this. Or what about the people who are just, like... When, it's just a regular part of our culture. It's just to wear like a bikini when you go to the beach or go swimming. So like I don't know. So let me ask you this before I give my thoughts, Tash. And I genuinely am not being. Uh, not, I'm curious your thoughts. So that that's a good point. Am I? What is my purpose of wearing this? Well, then what's the difference though? Um, well, one, they're wearing a nice dress for a wedding. Like I look good, and I want people to see that. Is there a difference? And or us when we go, oh, I look good today. I like this. Mm-hmm. Are we not trying to get people to, s- or it, to or is there us. a difference there? Right. Either you know way, I mean? either because way, it's seeking attention. Yeah, and it's that in and of itself. I don't. I'm not. I haven't. Just a question when you said right. that for me to go. Okay, well that's fair because the first thing I thought when you said it was like that's fair, but isn't that the case with any time we're trying to? And I'm not saying there isn't a difference. What is the difference? Right. Though? Even if it's just wearing is a one like a sexual. Shirt? I want to be sexually desired versus. I want to just be seen as attractive. Beautiful. Is there a difference in that? Like, do you think a woman, typical woman that's wanting attention, let's say in a bikini, is actually in her mind going, I want men to sexually desire me? Hmm. I think, I think there's some. Oh, yeah. Well, I said some. Right. And, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying the typical woman. I don't know the answer. Uh, if any women out there want to give an honest opinion, uh, either way, feel free to drop a comment in the section or use the link www.theremnant.live slash real dash talk for this from podcast i'd love to hear your views yeah um, here's why i land on this and this is so funny i i think i've shared this with you guys and you actually touched on it both of you kind of did where i landed i used to go well clearly and i'll tell you what led me to this it was actually yoga pants or yep. as they're called now leggings mm-hmm. okay meaning like leggings right so i used to go okay women wear leggings Mm-hmm. That's that's literally part. Although I feel like that's fading a little. Have you noticed that? Could I don't be. see it happening. The, the legumes could be slowly making. It's the way also out. summer yeah, though. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, but the last few years, we all know, ladies out there, you love wearing leggings. P.S. I was with the guys the other day. I was running, wearing some tights, mm-hmm. with no women around. I took my shorts off. I'm just in that. And remember me when I was yeah, like, right. I, I get why they do this. This is very freeing. Yep. Um, <laughs> just so you know, very comfortable. I'm gonna get back to this stuff. <laughs> This is a bit of a strange episode. I love this it. This is where I landed with yoga. Life. <clears throat> I think you guys are right in the big sense of the term. Like, mm-hmm. if you were to take a woman in a bikini during Paul's time, what would they think she was? Probably like a prostitute or something, uh-huh. right? I'm yeah. ladies out there. I'm not comparing you to that. Right. Stick, stick with me because I think you're going to hear my point. What? Yeah, in biblical times, that was... 100%, right? It even talks about in the Bible, just to give context in general, it talks about covering your head. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah. And praying and all that, because that's meant for your husband. Yeah, well, that part's also for the authority. Like, But yes, in general, other parts are talking about, hey, m- modesty. This is where I landed, though. Do I think, let's say Christian women in this church, and that's what kind of got me, good Christian women. Are we saying, and I'm not... <sighs> Man, this is hard at question to answer because we're. Uh, if anybody, you need to listen to our full discussion here before you shut this off, or you're going to run off and tell people we're saying something we're not. So, so right. bear with me. I used to 100%. You, I was pretty far. I even tried to make a point during uh, one of our groups one time. Edge. Edge, yeah, which was our sort of small group. Um, 
women wearing leggings, why do they do it, right? Like, what's the point? I don't like that, you know? If you have a girlfriend or whatever, you're like, well, if you're wearing this stuff, men are going to look, and on and on. And then I had this epiphany. There are women out there who do it for attention. But, and bikinis used to be this. But that would be the same. There was a time that them even wearing pants at all, they might say the same thing. Hmm. You're wearing pants. I can see your legs. I can see your rear end, whatever. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I think in a dream scenario, that wouldn't be what's in fashion, right? Yeah. But we're already there. It's too late. We can't turn that back. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is now, it's almost become so acceptable that, like, honestly, you guys know this. I'm a man. You're a man. Do we notice every time a woman's wearing leggings now? Well, we go, oh, no. No. Right? You don't even think about that. Nope. Now, are there still times you do? Oh, well, sure. Yes. Absolutely. Do I think, so So here's where I'm at with that. I think it's one of those things that you have to be the woman, for instance, using has to be obedient to the spirit, you know, the freedom in Christ thing. Because what about the women then who could judge even the women who don't wear leggings or bikinis say, well, you cut your hair so you're worldly, right? Because there's denominations. I dated a girl. My first Christian girlfriend came from, which I didn't know this at the time. Uh, she could only wear skirts because I thought she was kind of fashionable because she wore like jean ones. So I'm like, oh, this must be like a... Like a she was just making do with yeah. what she could do. Um, but yeah. je- like, and they can't cut their hair, can't wear makeup. Wow. Are they more holy than the girl who wears jeans and... No, right? But they no. would say she's immoral and immodest. Right. So what I've kind of landed on with that is I don't know the answer. I think some bikinis are immodest regardless. So, for instance, is there a difference between a normal, what we would call a bikini, and a thong, whatever those are called? Like the, what are those old ones called? Like they wear in Brazil that are pretty much just a string bikini. There we go. Okay. String yeah. bikini. Is that, yeah, clearly that is even a step farther. Right. But, and... Some of them, the way they're cut, are meant to be sexual. Right. Uh, so I'm not saying that they're not. I just It's one of those things that I think we have to free ourselves, and this is hard to do, and trust the Holy Spirit in that person's life. And if you're a lady out there, instead of being condemned when I say this, you need to just be obedient to the Spirit. If you know in your heart, I'm just wearing a swimsuit. I'm just – because mm-hmm. what, what kind of changed my mind was watching a couple of – talking to some ladies one time, maybe even our group, who started crying – because they want it so desperately to be modest, but they also feel like they would have, they'll have to like wear sweatshirts all the time. And they, they, I'm never allowed to look pretty. I'm never allowed to look stylish. Yeah, and that's hard. That's man. why, yeah, it's a weird place to be at. And I think I like that you brought yeah. it back. It's always, too, it goes back to the heart. You're right. So yeah, that's, that's the big thing. Cause even, cause here, here, I'll flip, I'll hit, I'll flip the program. I think at the end of the day, this also goes for men. If you take off your shirt and you have a good pump, you got a good pump what's going on where you're doing it? that, and you're showing off for the ladies. What's your heart behind that, brother? That's true. What's your, what's your heart behind Versus that? I'm literally about to pass out, and I'm just training, and some ladies walk by. You know, right. that, uh-huh. there, that's There's true. a difference. There's a difference in that. And I think you're right. It, it all goes back to the heart. If you're convicted by that, don't do it. The, the Spirit is telling you for a reason. If you're doing this out of a bad motive of, oh, I want them to see me, man or female, don't do it. If you're just doing it because you're wearing a swimsuit, you have no conviction at all. That's the thing, conviction, uh-huh. yeah. And let's throw the other. So what I would say, let's let's wrap that up. Seems like we're in agreement yeah. on this, kind of. Um, they absolutely could be, but we would not condemn you. Think you're sinful or trying to do right. that. Just be obedient to the spirit. If you don't feel conviction about it, then okay. Um, 
right? And, and we need to accept that. And by the way, man, just because maybe she doesn't and you're looking and lusting after her, that's on you. It is to a on degree. you. Because, for instance, we just went to the Dunes as a church, mm-hmm. Dunes trip this summer. I'm not even talking about our ladies. There's people on that beach, you remember this? Oh, yeah. Who were dressed in the type of things that I just told you. Oh, yeah. We have 100%. an option. We can't control whether we notice it for a second, yep. but we can control whether we let our, where we let our thoughts go. That's right. Because... Um, so what am I going to... You know, blame her. Oh, I lusted after her because she wore she did, That worldly woman tempted me. That's bull crap. As, mm-hmm. as men, we have a responsibility. It doesn't matter what they wear. We are called not to lust and to not give in to that stuff. It's good, man. P.S. You know, we can go into another lesson with Jesus. So anyway, about lust and like, you know, what that means and, and what that, when he said, when you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery already. You know, that starts... What's the point of that? Is the point to shame us or to say, you know, some things are going to happen. You, you need Christ because even at your best, there's moments where your mind will run off and that shows us how much sin and how much broken we are, right? How deprived we are, man. Yeah, so, mm. sorry to ramble, but this no, brings my next point about this question. Throw another wrench into it, okay? Okay. Woman doesn't have conviction. She genuinely... Is not doing it for that reason. Right. Husband is uncomfortable with it. She's married. What do we? What What happens? She has to submit. Okay, she has to submit on the letter of the law. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot. Of, we've already lost people. What does submit mean? So you're saying he says don't wear this. She needs to not wear it. Uh, she needs to not wear it in that moment. But I do think there should be a conversation. There we I go. Think, yeah, I, I was going to say. If you are a tyrant, you're going to say that she cannot wear that, and that's not okay. You can't just demand. Now, I can, however, in that moment, if that's, if this is like a split second decision, in that moment, she needs to submit to you. But that does not mean that there is not a conversation later about, hey, this is why I don't think this is okay, or this is why I'm not comfortable with this. And I think that is, that's the definition of a healthy Christian marriage, because that conversation has to take place as well. She's still, the fighting isn't good either, when Mm -hmm. she's going to fight against that and push against that. That's not okay either. What does a healthy conversation look like in this? I guess that's my that's my question. Um, I think if I'm guessing, he hears her out, right? So mm-hmm. instead of me coming up and going immediately going, stop wearing bikinis, or right. you're trying to be make men lustful, right? What's the difference between like quit being, you know, guys can be mean, you know, you're dressing like a prostitute. I sure. use a nice word there, right? Yeah, yeah. Versus, honey, like I don't know how I feel about you wearing that. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me a little uncomfortable and she she's healthy she's going okay why what's going on well i just know you look so good in that and like i know men and right. they don't it makes me feel uncomfortable and you know why are you wearing that and then she goes oh i you know i we talk it out mm-hmm. and then i think you're right if it still ends with me being uncomfortable in the letter of the law she needs then to not she, do that yeah then she doesn't do it right um however that's the beautiful thing about <laughs> jesus's call man okay Ladies, when you hear this, you're going to go, oh, I'm just still supposed to submit at the end. That's, that's what you're going to focus on. It's true. But here's the thing. Men can sometimes focus on that to the exclusion of the verse that says, love her as Christ loves the church. Mm-hmm. Why would Christ, if he did, let's say, in this moment, or okay. does not want her to wear a bikini? Would it be to dominate her? Would it be to show... He's, would it even be because he is jealous or envious? Would it even be that? What yeah, would it be? To, to protect to her. To protect her. 
Mm-hmm. So you got to check your heart too, husband. That's right. Of, am I doing this out of reason? my own insecurity? Because exactly. I don't, right? Which sounds, which isn't wrong to share that insecurity, but that what I love about Christ is even in that call to marriage, right? You are to love your neighbor as yourself. So in this room, we, in this moment, we're neighbors, right? In a sense. That's right. When Jesus tells me that, he's talking to, when I read that, he's talking to Todd. I need to love the two of you like I love myself. But what if you don't? So then I'm not a lot. I, I, am I going to focus on telling you? No, Christ said, I told you, Todd, to love them. I'm going to tell them the same thing. Don't worry about that part. So there's this part where the woman goes, he's being a tyrant. What if he is? This is where it gets crazy. Carry your cross. You know, P.S. Be wise on who you marry because it is a lifetime thing. But that's mm. why you, you know, if you you need to be wise and want a man who truly loves the Lord. P.S. The other side too, a lady. She's She shouldn't be focusing on that. And he shouldn't be focusing on making her submit. You're having a hard enough time. Is he loving me? No, he's not loving me like Christ the church. She's not submitting. You have a hard enough time doing your own job. Hmm. You, you think you're going to be able to get somebody else to do theirs? You know, it's very personal. And if everybody focused on theirs, we wouldn't. A lot of the, imagine a conversation in which the husband and wife are so focused on their own thing that they do their part. How does that conversation go? If the man 100% is loving like Christ the church and she 100% is being submissive in a sense, meaning also respecting him, hearing him out. Right. How does that end bad? Either it, way. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Whether that comes to her not wearing one or him going, you know what, actually, like Makes I understand sense. where. Or, or a compromise, like, okay, you can wear a bikini, but can you please pick a different one? Right. Right? For instance. Yeah. So what we're trying to tell you guys, and, and it's not popular the way, is there has to be, I'm glad you said that, because at the end of the day, there is also some trust, Let's before I go on, what you said, do I trust that my husband is protecting me? Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, because right. that's the goal. Instead of thinking of, he's controlling me. Yep. No, he's protecting you. That's right. And I, and I really like that you brought up, like, the idea of, like, men having to be honest with themselves. Are you having this conversation because you're trying to protect her, or is it just because you're jealous? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, if it's just because you're jealous, like, that's not, you're not leading from a good well, heart. Well, it's that. actually okay if that's your reason. Just don't tie it up with modesty. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's, right? then, share, then you're share making the real it something reason. Else. Right. Now, if you want to ask her to stop because it causes you jealousy and you guys have that conversation, I think that's valid to share. Mm-hmm. But if it's not really because... You care about her modesty. You know what right, I'm saying? Then that shouldn't so be for argument. instance, let me put it this way. If she was at a beach with a bunch of trollish, ugly guys that you are not intimidated by at all, would you care if she wore that bikini? That's a good question. Or are you only but does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. These are deep questions to ask. Yeah, man. So overall all in all, are bikinis in, um, immodest? Let's get back to the question. Uh I don't know. I guess I would say you should prayerfully consider that yourself. That's right. It's the and heart. I, th- I think there certainly are some that we know are. Oh, for sure. It's funny. We want to sometimes make things black and white when we don't necessarily have the right to do that. It's good. Um, and husbands, you certainly have the right to tell your wife and um, and share with her that you don't feel comfortable with her wearing something, and she should hear that. But That's right. you should be also willing to have that conversation. So even if I'm sitting there talking, you know, to my wife, and I want to have this conversation about bikinis, if I'm really doing it right, let's say she does get defensive. I just I do it right, and I go, hey, you know, I don't feel comfortable with you wearing that. And she's like, well, you can't control me, blah blah. I'm like, okay, but why are you getting so angry? See. Versus, blah, 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 just do what I tell you. Right. Like you want, there should be this desire um, to talk and teach and learn. You know what I mean? Well, hopefully we can Right, and, and, like, and like just make peace in it, really, in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, husbands, if we're going to claim the weight of the crown, 
you want the crown, you, but you got to take the weight. Crown is symbolic here, meaning you're the leader of the home. You have to be willing to be the priest of your home because it says that. And you have a job to make her holy. So when you're present her holy and blameless, right? Meaning just protect her and take care of her. You can't do half of it. You don't get to be tyrant. What separates a Christian man from a tyrant in those moments, right? The women are afraid of her chauvinistic is our desire is to protect, love, and teach. So if you really feel strongly, say a husband, this is wrong and it's immodest, then you should be patient enough to talk biblically and ask questions and not necessarily try to just hammer it. That's good. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. That's my view. Which both of you guys, I think you said... I think you said it, right? I mean, certainly. So if someone came to me, let's say I'll give two answers. So I think we answered the one with married. If a single lady came to me and said, Todd, I'm unsure if this is like if I'm allowed to wear bikinis. And I don't know. Is it immodest? I would go, why are you why are you asking me? If you're already asking the question, you probably just need to go pray. What what answer do you want? Mm. What's making you feel that way? Maybe she goes, well, I didn't feel that way at all. But Bob came up to me and told me I was making him lust. I would be like. Well, Bob's a weirdo, and I need to go talk to Bob now because you don't just go up to random women and say, <laughs> yeah. you're making me lust. Yeah. I think I've told you the story about a, a woman I know loves Jesus like crazy. It was 14 or something. Uh, I may mess up if she ends up watching this. It was on the worship team and wearing like a turtleneck sweater, probably a tight one, but like not weirdly, you know, that style. Right. And an old ma- old guy, we're talking 50 or something, comes up to her and like shames her and goes, you're making me, you distracted me from worshiping. And literally was covered from neck to here. In that case, is that her fault? So is it no. immodest? To, no, you have a perverted mind, probably, if you're yes. honest. And you need to go tell somebody the real truth. Mm-hmm. I struggle with lust to the point now that when I see a teenage girl in a turtleneck, I can't even... Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep, it distracts so. me. That's, so. that's good. Follow, you know, Scripture talks about this, particularly in 1 Corinthians, about everything is permissible, but not everything's beneficial. What does that mm-hmm. look like? Good man. And what does that mean? And then Paul goes on to talk about like you need to follow the spirit. And if you're not, so for instance, if I have a conviction about it and I continue to wear it, that's very willful disobedience. Yes. But don't put that on somebody else mm. by demanding it. Yeah, that's a good question. Boy, we're on it today, huh? Yeah, man. Was... All right, it's your turn, dude. All right, next question. Romans two fourteen. Is this why some people can believe someone is a Christian just because they're a nice person? Romans two fourteen. Yep. Here we go again. Romans 2.14. I'm at least in Romans this time. <laughs> yep. So they're asking if if this verse is the reason why some people can believe someone's a Christian just because they're a nice person. All right. I'm going to start in verse 12 again. If I were doing this myself, clearly I'd read the whole section. Mm-hmm. But um, he says here, All those who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all those who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For the hearers of the law are not righteous before God, but the doers of the law will be declared righteous. And he's talking but about the doers say, of the law will become righteous. Did he say 13 or 12? Or... Uh, 14. Oh, 14. So when Gentiles who do not have the law instinctively do what the law demands, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not know the law. They show they have the word of the law written on their hearts. Our consciousness testify in support of this, and their competing thoughts either accuse or excuse them on the day when God judges people, what people have kept secret according to the gospel. So here's a very easy way i can already tell you we need to go up and look at the very beginning of this section chapter two starts with therefore any of you who judges is without excuse for when you judge another you condemn yourself since you the judge do the same things Mm. we know that god's judgment on those who do such things is based on the truth do you Mm. really think any one of you who judges those who do the do such things yet do the same that you will escape god's judgment or do you despise the riches of his kindness restraint patience not recognizing that god's kindness is intended 
tended to lead you to repentance. Bottom line, the real point of this, because if we jump down right before that, it says, um, he will repay each one according to his works, eternal life to those who patiently do in good glory, blah, 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 but our bane and righteousness, um, human being who does evil first to the Jew and also the Greek, but glory, honor, peace for anyone who does good first to the Jew and also the Greek. There is no favoritism with God. Essentially, what was happening was they were starting to think um, that... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm reading my... Oh, yeah, go for it. So there was sort of this argument going on um, between who was kind of... Who like the idea of what's more, what's actually better? Like who's like superior almost? Correct between the, the Jewish converts that came to Christ and, and, the, and Gentiles. the Gentiles. Yeah. So essentially, whichever one was making the argument, and some have said it was actually the Gentiles being arrogant in this case. Interesting. Some, uh, and what they were saying was, <clears throat> we are better because we were never under the law. We didn't have the law, and so um, we have come to Christ through faith. And we didn't need the law. The Gentile, the Jews needed the law, right? And then, or the other way around, the Jewish people could sometimes say, we are better because we follow the law and we've always... Paul was essentially trying to say here is, um, every single human being on this earth is sinful. It doesn't matter whether you knew the law, you're still guilty before God because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's right. So he's saying to them, even the people in the jungles of wherever that may never have heard of Christ... When they murder, when they do evil, That's they've sin. condemned themselves That's already. Right. So the point of this specific section, and sometimes we try to take specific points and apply them to everything and make them, because we have to look at through the lens of the Bible, what he was really saying was, hey, nobody, nobody is better than anybody when it comes to who is sinful. Mm -hmm. So you shouldn't be trying to say, I'm better than that Jew, or that Jew should, that used to be a Jewish guy, or I'm better than that Greek, or could apply to us today. Mm -hmm. because I did this better. No, you have done the thing. So for instance, if I go to someone and say, I can't believe you, you're going to hell because you, um, you know, you're a horrible person because you had sex before marriage. Right. And you can't come to, like, I'm a better Christian than you. And he's going to, and then, so now Paul's saying, I know what he would say, right? He would say, maybe you didn't, but did you ever look at a woman with lust in your heart before you were married? Because Jesus said in the eyes of God and his purity, that's the same as committing an adultery with her. So sure. Paul, Paul is just trying to, to even the playing field and say, stop doing that because you're missing the point. Right. And then he's giving these examples of like, you who thinks the law is so great and that you had the law, when Gentiles do what the law said without knowing it, they were following the law. Mm. Right? They were following it. So if and you and I didn't murder, even if we didn't have the Ten Commandments, we were following the Ten Commandments. That's right. right. But he's also saying when you broke it, whether you had it when you had it, and when they broke it when they didn't have it, you still broke it. That's right. Stop trying to focus on these, these things that we do, these works, and understand that our salvation comes through him, and then, you know, the fruit, essentially. We mm. don't do the good—our good deeds to save ourselves are worthless. We do good deeds to show what we are afterwards. Does that That's make so sense? so good. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Does it, or did I make it muddier? No, I think that was good. Okay. That huh. would be the answer to that. Nice. I know that took a while. It's no, just good stuff, man. Great questions. Whoever's asking these. Yeah, these are really good questions today. You guys are awesome. Um, okay, here's the question. Uh, what What's something you heard when you first became a Christian that you see today is a big I'm gonna, or I'm going to add could be is a big stumbling block for new believers? Whether it was a lie or 
a weight that someone put on you. So the implication being maybe it was in Scripture, but they were making it, you know, hmm. a weight. Let's see. That could be for you too, I think, fun turn. Yeah. Um, and if you can't, I mean... I think that... <laughs> See, so I one thing that comes to my mind, but I don't know if this is the correct answer. I guess this, I don't know if this is exactly what you're, what you're looking for, whoever asked this question. I will say that when I first became a Christian and I started making real changes to change my life to be more like a Christian, I know that that led to a lot of pain. But I don't know if that is what they're looking for. Sure. What is that? Uh, well, I mean, so that caused you a lot of pain? Right. Like- so, like, when I, when I decided, when I was first a Christian and I, and I was making these, these changes in my life that I knew needed to change because I, that's the life I wanted to live. It caused me a a great deal of pain. Uh, you know, stuff had to be taken away from me. And so that, that initially caused me to kind of almost like put the brakes on like, ah, do I want to do this? Like I didn't realize that it was going to cost you that. Right. Does did that make still, sense? Did it still, do you, looking back, was it something that you did need to give up? Absolutely. Like, well, okay. I think then that's a little different because I think the implication here is, oh, maybe, maybe. So you really struggled with that. Well, what's an example? Do you have one? Yeah, sure. So for example. See if I think it is answered. Yes. Question. So, and, you know, I'll just be real here. So, you know, I was in a relationship at the time when I when I was first becoming a Christian and that that had become a sexual relationship long before I was a Christian so when I was so then when I did become a Christian there were still some problems with you know with you know sex there were some problems there and so eventually I got to a point where I was like I can't do this anymore like this like this is not good mm. and so when I made that change I thought that I was going to make things good but then that ended up causing a lot of issues and eventually that relationship ended Okay. And that caused a lot of pain and made me go, well, God, I just gave something up because I wanted to follow you, and now this happened. So that made me almost want to go, well, how do I still follow you now? Because now I've, I, it almost feels like you're just going to just take stuff from me. Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, – actually, that's a whole different topic, which we should actually talk about sometime because I think that's a great example. Like genuinely, I mean this. I don't think that's what they're saying. I ask yeah, me, that's I think why it, I was – But saying. I think, dude, that's a very – you made me want to go into that. So let me put it this way. I think they're, an example might be – Okay, I hate using this one because it's become like people think we hate this and mm-hmm. want to kill people. But let's say it's the tongues one we've talked about. Okay. You first become a believer and you're told you, when you speak in tongues is when you'll truly know that you've had your, let's say maybe second baptism. I know it's a phrase. And maybe right. that made you struggle because you never felt you're good enough because you never spoke in tongues and you thought there's something wrong with you. Would that have been a weight, right? Okay. Or... Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know, that you have to get it all cleaned up right now. Uh, yeah. Does that mean like I, a specific I, I type I guess thing? I was never told any of that. Like that? <laughs> I think you one know. of the, the interesting things that I've Could, seen. Or something you put on yourself. Yeah, I was given truth and I had to face the fact whether I wanted to deal with that or not. Mm. <laughs> so I wasn't, I, I guess to put it short, I was not misled. I was given this is what it is. This is the truth. You can either choose this or not. So... You know, I'm very blessed. I didn't have to deal with anything that was, you know... A weight. Yes. That's interesting. Well, I also think we, we have a very good... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not that biased. There's a very good culture here for that, where we 
it is just straight truth. Exactly. Well, that's why I said that. Where, yep. where even at church that I came from, and I love them greatly, but that was something that was strange. But I, I've been to multiple churches where it was like, there are things that aren't said, but they are said, but it's almost passively. Mm. And you see that a lot in the church. So like, I know one of the, there was, there was things that, when I became a Christian, I didn't fit in because I wanted to get tattoos. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I, uh, people just assumed I knew everything. I thought, uh, people put a lot of things of like, you have to, almost an earn it mentality without putting an earn it mentality on it. But yet, mm-hmm. yet later they would combat it and go, well, that's not what we said. And then you would be like, but you, you said stuff about that that I need to work harder because if I don't, then mm-hmm. I'm just throwing this away and I'm not doing this. And there's that little bit of earn it mentality. Now, a lot of that is also me. Like, I'm, I'm not going to throw that all on them, but that is just how I was. Where there was this, a lot of the, any weight that I felt was a lot of because I was not a Christian up before. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I saw is a lot of people didn't ask questions about if, if I was saved or if I wasn't. They just assumed. And then even when they found out that I'd just been saved, they just assumed I knew all the stuff already. Right. So it was a lot of like, I am far behind and I'm dealing with this lie of like, I'm an idiot. I don't understand. And I'm sitting here, but yet also dealing with the thing of like, a lot of what I saw in church was there was this strange dynamic where there was, there was grace, but it wasn't grace. Yeah. There were these secret rules that weren't in the Bible that I didn't see. And, so they were there. Interesting. And I remember thinking, actually, it's one of the reasons why, like, I had a conversation with a great guy. Uh, I'll leave his name out of it because he'll know. But I ended up saying in the car, I was like, I'm so angry at the church because this is not how Jesus would want it. And even, even I had, I read the Bible, but I didn't mm-hmm. read the Bible probably as much as I should have or even had the biblical knowledge. But I just knew that church wasn't the way it's supposed to be. Right. And it, there was these weird rules. People were not grace-filled, and they didn't understand. And I had this moment, and then he looked at me, and it was probably the most real thing I've ever heard him say. He said, you don't have a problem with the church. The church is built on the sacrifice of Christ, and it is it is solid. You have a problem with leaders of the church, and you're right. Mm. It isn't right. What is happening in our church is not okay. Mm. They aren't grace-filled. There are things that are wrong, and you are right. Mm. And I see it on Christian radio, and I see it everywhere. You're not wrong to think this, Clint. And I remember that moment of just being like, frick, like this is truth. Mm-hmm. And like, th- that's just the weird things I always saw. There was always this weird dynamic. I, we talk about it a lot. It's the masquerade and that you either fit in or you just chose not to fit in and then people wouldn't want to approach you. And I, and I can also say I was a punk in high school. So like the things like that, when I came to know Christ, I was in middle school and I was a punk in high school. So it was hard for people. But at the same time, there were, I can count on my ha- one hand of the people who actually invested in me. Yeah. So that that's a big deal. Hmm. And I've always said that. Now, and again, I love that church. I still, if people are in that area or they're in Fort Wayne, I send people to that church. Like I go, hey, if you don't want to come all the way out to the remnant in Columbia City, go to this church. Because mm-hmm. it's closer and they, I know, like I know I may have things that I don't fully agree with, but I know at least in my heart, that they do preach truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. And there is other churches that are around where I used to grow up that I would not send people to because I don't agree with what they, they right. preach. And I don't think they preach truth. Hmm. But that is 
that's just what I believe. And that's, that's a lot of what I say. There was a lot of strange rules and a lot of weird things where it was like, I'm definitely out of place because I don't believe that sh- what you're saying is what Jesus would say mm-hmm. or what the Bible says. Right. Because I don't see that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good example. I, you, you said the unspoken rules that yeah. were in the Bible. <clears throat> I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys, uh, and that's very interesting to me. This could end up being a whole different topic. <laughs> um, but I think, <clears throat> I would say when I first became a believer, it didn't really happen because, and I'm not bragging on this. I feel like when I tell people, because I don't think I was right, but partially because I didn't, I wasn't taught. Like, right. I, I was saved at an outreach event, and I was one of those ones that was truly saved. Uh, at it, meaning like it, it stuck. So I got right. the Bible, <clears throat> gave me a New Testament, and, you know, take your car and they're supposed to call you back. And let's be real, we're all humans. They didn't call me back. They didn't call me. Okay, that's fine. Um, but so I read the New Testament. I didn't go to church. So a lot of what I knew was based on that. I would say when I started to, when I went transferred to a Christian college um, from my other college, I think that I probably started to put some weight. Um, and after I'd made some mistakes, this idea of like, okay, well, you can't, there's certain things, yeah, you're forgiven, God's grace goes far, but there's certain things that if you do, or people know about, that you'll be kicked off the team. Hmm. Um, and then I think it starts, it started with me thinking it was just people, but then I think when it's in that culture, you begin to think that's Christ too, right? right? It's, and it's what you said, you end up thinking it's a law that isn't in the scripture actually, right? When you actually look into it. So that's good. As far as specific, that's probably what it was. But honestly, some of that was my, I put on myself too. But I do think some of it was culturally of no. Yeah. You, for instance, this idea, you know, I think I've told you guys this. When I talk to guys and they say they've struggled with lust, maybe certain guys or even girls, and I say, oh, you know, when's the last time you looked at pornography? And it, it's funny, it's this strange, magical phenomenon. It's always last week. It, always. It doesn't matter who it was, when was it? So it's exactly seven days. From the day I asked him every time, why is that? It was because in their mind, I had a guy tell me once, he said, well, if I tell you that I did it yesterday, you're going to think that I don't really care about this. And I'm like, what makes you think that? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's not true. But that's one of those weird little things that you live under, right? That you can't say you're still struggling. Or right. you're only allowed to say it once. Mm. And then and then you must be over it. It must be, you must have overcome, you know. Very interesting. It's that idea of you weren't really trying in the first place. Mm-hmm. So. That's really good. Yeah, that's another good question, man. You're coming at it today. I love it. It's good stuff. All right. Um, am I up or are you up? I think I am. Then we, we might have to call it. Yeah, I was gonna say we've been um, we've probably been going for a little while now, haven't we? <laughs> an hour and fourteen. Holy. <laughs> we went too far into the hair. <laughs> the, the, um, the hair. That was you. Okay. Here's my question. Besides ourselves, our own pride and stubbornness, so besides our own pride and stubbornness, what is stopping Christians today from becoming the men and women of, women of God that he made us to be, in your opinion? Mm. Like, what's a stumbling block or hindrance? Fear. Oof, well, that's good. Fear, fear of what? Fear of, of, fear of rejection, fear of hate, uh, fear of looking stupid. I don't know, man. To me, it's, the list probably goes on and on. Uh, fear of feeling the weight of this call that you have, um, the mission. Fear of being hurt. 
that's just a couple things. I mean, there's probably much more I could I could go into, mm. but that's just a couple. I'm gonna make people angry because why not? Um, I think yes to all of AJ's things that he said. Uh, the only thing I'd add on is just insecurity in general. Yeah, that's good. Between insecurity. Everybody. And then the one that's gonna make people mad. I think it's a lack of discipleship mm. with the I younger generation. Well, that would make it mad. I think that's really good. I think I do have. A Actually, that's really good. I do have a passion for youth. And you want to know the biggest youth thing that I ever saw that punched me in the face? Went down to Berea, Kentucky, to this uh, to Bethel Baptist Church. Great church. Love love the guy preaching it. Um, uh, shout out to Kenny. Great guy. One of the big things they did in their youth group, and he didn't run that, but they did in their youth group is they sent out kids to go around Kentucky and just hand out flyers, go door to door, tell the gospel do these things and push into that because it is it is scary. Mm-hmm. It, you you're fear rejection and you fear all these things and it, it's not always fun. They send them out on mission trips regularly where they would go talk to people and they go do those things. And th- that's some of the stuff that we need because you're never going to get over that fear of going to go tell somebody the gospel if you mm. don't do it. Yep. So how are we going to teach kids to go do these things if you're not willing to do it yourself and guess what? These kids aren't learning anything because you're not willing to disciple them and go, hey, let's go tell Billy Bob down the street. Let's go knock on his door. And yeah, it's going to be scary. It ain't going to be fun. But here, here's this pamphlet. As well as you know the gospel, tell Billy Bob the gospel. He may slam the door in your face, but know this. You still planted a seed because you showed up. He's going to remember that. And you just put the flyer down and you leave. And that's mm. perfectly fine. And it is, we're not teaching kids, I don't think, well, we're teaching them Bible and rules and things like that, but we're not at, we're not developing a connection. We're not pushing into their fears. We're not pushing through all the crap that they have to deal with at home. And then we're not pushing through just the stuff that the reason we have actually I'll break it down anymore. I think the reason why Christians today and why the church is in the place that it is is today is because we refuse to disciple younger generations a long time ago, and now our church attendance is going down because we've refused to disciple them and we have refused the call to love them mm. and be next to them and treat them as it with First Timothy and things like that. We have refused to do that. Mm. And we have refused to do what Jesus would do. And I think at the end of the day, that is what has put us in a terrible position, why young people don't come to church, why they've been hurt by the church because we didn't make things clear, or... We are teaching them something that isn't necessarily biblical because that can happen. We're human. We make mistakes. And we don't develop a relationship. So they're just like, oh, we're just another number on the paper because they are perceptive to that. And then guess what? We don't have statistic breakers. We don't have people in the church to go out. We have a focus on now and the past rather than a focus on the future because here's the truth. We're not all going to be here one day. And we need to learn that we need to disciple the younger generation, and we need to start doing that fervently. Because if we don't, what will be the church in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Because hmm. even the people on the show, we may not be here 40, 50, 60 years down the line. I hope we are. Yeah. I hope I live a long life. I think that's good, man. Um, I think overall, I, I, I would actually extend it. I agree. I like that lack of discipleship. Uh, I think that's just as prevalent among adults. Um, what I would say, because it's good that you said that, you know, we tend to hold 
the culture responsible, but the culture is created or allowed by the people. By, by us, right. So I would say 100% agree. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to define that a little bit more. Overall, I think you're right. Lack of discipleship. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Um, there is a couple things I, that come to my mind when, when you were talking. One is biblical illiteracy, meaning Christians, you out there right now listening, the only Bible you get is from what people tell you. You don't read it yourself. You don't have um, a lot of us, right? We, you don't take your faith individually, which goes with him, right? They don't read. So I'm going to start with us as individuals and go with the culture. So like Christians are lazy hmm. because it's easy to be a Christian in the type of Christianity that, that, is, that can be acceptable in America. You're lazy or we're lazy. So we don't read. We don't pray. We don't do the, th- the the things God has told us we need to do. We don't do community, not real community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. Um, I think that we have made it too easy to be a Christian. So mm. then everybody gets to come in, and it's just like an critical mass. The culture gets set by the majority most of the time. So you know, if you let a bunch of people in that say, oh, yeah, I love the love part, but I don't like the discipline part or the truth part or the carrying my cross part. They can take um, that over. I also think culturally as a, as a church, we have... Uh, we have been silent on issues because and allowed the world to fill in the answers. So even Christians, part of why we do this show is our hope to combat that a little is because we're afraid that like, Christians don't talk about this. So they don't talk about sex life. As a, as a, let's say I'm a Christian couple. I always go to sex because that's the taboo one, but it could be anything. Right. So we don't talk about, you know, a mom or, or mom, a wife or husband can't say I'm having problems in the bedroom. This is just a crazy example. Like, you can't go to church people to ask about how to, like, let's say spice that up or why are we not having, why are we having issues? Because that's taboo. So then imagine it, right? Well, they Google it. Then the Google leads them to an article that gives them an answer but also adds a little bit more about relationships and, like, puts these little subtle things in that don't. It's so not. The, the, right. In the absence <laughs> of an answer, people are going to find one, and the world's willing to give them one. That's right. So I think that's a big part of it, and we need to be, we don't look at Christianity as an integrated life. We look at it as um, compartmentalized life, which is funny. Mm. We were kind of talking to a guy about that earlier as he mentioned that. So I think that stops people from being full believers because it, it instead of it being as you go, like this is life, mm. it becomes, why are you wanting more from me? You know, it's like we've gotten that before. This is what it is. Well, I don't want more from you. God does. Meaning like this is your life and it should change your life. So I think that's part of it. And then I had this thought, and this is, Last thing I'll put it, this is generalized because certainly mm-hmm. I believe Christians don't get it too because part of that's the culture, right? We've created a culture of fear within the church. I can't share with you my struggles, right? My sins, my addictions, so I'm going to hide them and I want to fight it alone. So then it creates this two-faced kind of thing where I'm, mm-hmm. and then I'm overwhelmed because I think I'm fake and I'm focusing on that and I feel shame, mm-hmm. which that's us. But I also feel, so I feel like, but overall is we don't give enough grace the big thing, grace and truth. We don't give grace when we should, and we don't give truth when we should. Mm. And we, we, we err both ways, right? You can become a big church by never telling the truth or like you pick and choose. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk and say pornography, sexual sin, drinking is huge, but I'm not going to preach to my congregation about pride mm-hmm. and arrogance and gossip because... That's going to make some of the elders or the people on my board, not even elders, my board angry. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that creates this weird place, man. And we don't give grace to the new Christian who comes in and is an addict. 
or maybe has been married five times or has eight kids and seven different. We don't give grace. We judge them and make them feel less than. So how are they ever going to grow? Right. Does that make sense? That's a lot of wrong. Oh, yeah. Great question. And, and another thing to add on to Truth. that is this is also why Matthew 18 is so clear in the Bible about all of this. Because I do, I agree. We don't, we don't allow grace to exist in the church because we're afraid of wolves and all those things. And Todd has said it before, you can't, we can't keep biting each other. We, that, that can't happen anymore. We're to a point where it's time to stop playing dress up and it's time to put on the suit of armor and get to battle, period. It ain't time to just screw around anymore. And mm. that's the sad part. So it is time to follow the Bible. Matthew 18, if you follow that, guess what? You're going to find out who's the, uh, the addict, who's actually struggling, and who's the guy who's, an addic- who's addicted and doesn't give a crap. Mm-hmm. You're going to find out the difference. And that's why you have those steps. Paul even lays it out. The guy who's sleeping with his uh, father's wife, his mom or his stepmom, Literally, said, this guy isn't going to stop, and you've just allowed him to stay? No, send him out. Right. And, of course, then they did the opposite in another letter, and they just refused to let him back in after he had come back around. He said, I did wrong, and that is so wrong, and I thank you for what you did. I need you to repent. And instead of letting him back in, they pushed him out, and then Paul had to send a whole other letter doing what we do today. We either forget that there there is truth, or we... Error too side far on the side of there is no there is no grace anymore for any of it. Mm-hmm. So either there is it's always truth, no grace, or uh, it doesn't really matter. Well, and that comes back to you know biblical literacy and just knowing what the Bible says. Right. Um, so we all you know we do that. So those are what we think. Right. There's a lot, and uh, but I do think a lot of it also, and I agree with you, Clint. I think, but I think a lot of it also falls on us as individuals because mm-hmm. the church. As the body is made up of individual Christians, so you know, I think we've diluted the call. We don't want to be considered weird, so we've tried to find this like place where we can be accepted by the world the and still be, you know, a Christian. Mm-hmm. And, and I've said this many times the last few weeks. You know, if you're a Christian, you already say you believe a man was raised from the dead. You're already you're already weird by the world standards. Yep. So can't make might salt as well. Be, yeah, can't make salt taste tasteless preach it's in the bible so hey we got a lot of other great questions sorry guys that we didn't get to those probably because of my rambling or us and like getting on to weird topics haircuts i thought this was a good show and um i'm so thankful for the questions asked if you did not get your question answered today uh there were definitely some really really good ones that i actually am kind of feeling bad we didn't get to stick around we've had a couple ideas coming out that we may well first off we'll answer it next week if not but we've come up with some ideas where we may do a question or two during the week um that'll just be kind of short blasts out there, especially yeah, some of the ones that can go deeper. So look for that. If not, we'll see you next week with it. That's all I really got. Anything you have to say today, man? Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, man, just great questions, like Todd said. Just great conversation today. Hope you guys uh, can take something out of it and just appreciate, you know, that you guys help us when you guys ask questions and bring this stuff up. And it just, I don't know, it blesses me all the time. You guys make me think, and that's great for my own faith. So thank you so much for being faithful to that. If you're watching from Facebook, Leave a comment below about any questions, concerns, or if you just like the fact that we get haircuts. Uh, <laughs> or if you're watching from YouTube, if you guys haven't already, hit the subscribe button uh, and hit the notification bell, and that will notify you whenever we post, so you can be one of the first people to watch. And if you're watching for Rumble, go ahead and give us a Rumble. Uh, other than that, I think that's it. Anything you want to say, Fun Turn? Close it up? No. Nope. Well, hey, great job today, man. You too. 
Fun turn. Well done, man. That was good stuff. I really Absolutely. think today's show was great. Thank you guys so much. Again, he said it. That link is open 24-7, 365. So interact with us, whether it's in the comments. We need to do a better job of that. Mm. And that goes to you, you, and me. So we see them and we, we like them and... Uh, you know, but we also we want to interact and have those conversations. Yes, we, we are interested. So we are going to do a better job of responding to those. See his his anger face. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, he's he's Mr. Nice Guy. Um, well, started ended the show like we started. It weird. So uh, give those comments or use the link www.theremnant.live/slash/real-talk um, if you would consider donating to this ministry, especially if you don't go to the church that supports it. I know, you know, sometimes it does kind of like, I hope you guys care enough. Just consider it. Mm-hmm. I know I've been told by someone, I think Kelsey told me this one time. She'll mm-hmm. know who she is. She's like, you know, yeah, people just shut it off when you talk about money. I'm like, yeah, that's really sad, though. Cause, yeah. It's just uh, a fact of, Yeah. Right? So you can do that at www.theremnant.live slash give. It's a nonprofit. You'll get tax write-off. You can claim it, and it goes directly back into the show. When you hit it, go to a drop-down box to give. Uh, like, share, comment. Share the podcast, give us a review, all those beautiful things. Boom. It'll help us that way, even if you can't do it financially. Um, because the more of those we get, the more people we reach. Truth. Hey, we love you guys so much. We mean that. Keep the questions coming. Have a great day, and God bless you. Yeah.